Electro, the Westinghouse Mogul Man. Electro, come here. The Outline, World Dispatch. It's Monday, October 9th, 2017. I'm Anderic Gael. Today on The Dispatch, John Christian investigates why there are two Alexas. Amazon has owned two separate brands, which are both called Alexa. And I talked to Geraldine Jordan about Kid Rock's politics. He's got voters, and there were 20,000 of them six nights a week. Here's The Dispatch. The future. For the past three years, the online conglomerate Amazon has been the owner of two separate brands, which, in spite of having nothing to do with one another, are both named Alexa. John Christian wanted to know why. So, John, tell me what's going on with Amazon and Alexa and Alexa. Well, I noticed that for the past three years, Amazon has owned two separate brands, which, in spite of having essentially nothing to do with one another, are both called Alexa. It bought an influential analytics company called Alexa in 1999, and then it launched a digital assistant, also called Alexa, in 2014, which is strange, right? Isn't that sort of like naming a a newborn baby the same thing as their their older sibling? Although, to be fair, one of my friends pointed out that George Foreman, the the, the boxer and and grillionaire, actually did that. He has named five of his children uh, George, so perhaps there is precedent. And you, like, in your research, you came across a few different threads of how this could have happened, right? Yeah. Um, The creators of both Alexas, the analytics one and the digital assistant, have separately established that, that each product is named for the Library of Alexandria in ancient Egypt. And the developers of the digital assistant Alexa were reportedly attracted to the hard X sound in the word Alexa, which is apparently um, distinctive to speech recognition algorithms for technical reasons. I think the real question to me is, why would you launch a new product that has the same name as your old product? It just seems risky. So what does Amazon love so much about the name Alexa? And they didn't respond to you for comment, right? So Amazon, uh, you're right. They 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 did not uh, respond to comment, and they have not been forthcoming on the, on the very rare occasions we were only able to find one when uh, they've been pressed on the subject. However, um, we did manage to get in touch with Brewster Kale. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. One of the founders of the domain ranking Alexa which he left after the company sold to Amazon in 1999 for um, for $250 million. And I asked Brewster why Amazon uh, might have launched a second product with the same name as the one he founded, and he said he didn't know. And when I told him that the digital assistant Alexa wasn't able to look up results on the domain ranking Alexa, he said, and I quote, geez, they are not on their game. And he also invited me to a party next weekend, but I don't think that I'm going to be able to make it, unfortunately. So Amazon uh, didn't respond to our request for comment, but we did manage to speak with two um, with two people who worked on the software side of um, Alexa on the condition of anonymity. But what they described was a um, was the type of workplace where everybody keeps their head down and there's there's not um, and and doesn't typically become uh, involved in in um, conversations about other things going on in the company. They also said that from their point of view, as people who had worked on the digital assistant, Alexa, uh, there there had been no bad blood that they were aware of between the two teams. So what did Alexa 
the assistant have to say about this? All right. So to investigate, we did locate an Amazon Echo unit and we asked it some questions about the other product that bears its name. We said, Alexa, what's the Alexa rating for Amazon.com? Hmm. I don't know that one. And then we also asked it, Alexa, what is the Alexa ranking system? Sorry, I'm not sure. John Christian is a freelance contributor to The Outline. Thanks, John. All right, guys. Thank you so much. September, rap rock country musician and supposed aspiring Senate candidate Kid Rock played six nights of concerts to open the brand new Little Caesars Arena in his hometown of Detroit. When the Detroit Metro Times was looking for a writer to cover the shows and understand the potential Kid Rock voter, they already knew the perfect person, music writer Geraldine Jordan. In 2015, before Kid Rock had ever hinted at a run at politics, Geraldine had gone to 10 Kid Rock shows in a row for a story that eventually never got picked up. She's here now to talk about what it was like enduring a Kid Rock concert marathon the second time around. Hey, Gerilyn. Hey. So his like entire string of shows here was basically rock concerts dressed up as political rallies. Yeah, the, what he did with like the first, the, the opening track he does, it's like um, the greatest show on earth. Um, and it's, uh, it's a literal circus. He opens the show with a literal circus. There's men on stilts and a fire breather, blah, blah, blah. He then reemerges with a podium in like a star-spangled suit. Um, girls dressed um, like in white, like he's got the strippers back and the stripper poles and the American flag. Call me a racist because I'm not PC. And think you have to remind me that black lives matter. It, the whole speech rhymes, uh, which makes you like, oh, yeah, it's entertaining and there's flames going off. But when he's talking about real issues, it really blurred that line. And you're not like I got the impression from the article that you're not a huge Kid Rock music fan, right? Right. And but I, I what I, I wanted it to I opened the piece with saying, let's make this clear. This is not a matter of taste. Mm-hmm. Even though I am a music journalist and a lot, and my influence and my opinion does sort of seep through into my live reviews or my album reviews, um, this was never about I'm going to bash Kid Rock's music. Um, but no, to, to to put it lightly, I'm not a fan. Uh, I did own his first record back in middle school, uh, so I will admit that, and maybe that should have made it in the piece and would have calmed people down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it, I, it, yeah, I'm not a fan. When you did this article, you probably already knew so many of his songs because you had done the 10 show marathon before. Um, oh, I know every, I know every song by heart. Oh gosh. And so like, you know him intimately through his music. What did you think when you first heard he was going to run for Senate? Well, that's sort of what spiked the story, right? It initially started like, yeah, all right, let's have fun with this. Go to all six shows, see what happens. And then we realized that there was, this actually became a little bit more, like of a grim situation, you know, based on where we are with a celebrity president currently. Um, and, and Kid Rock has not been uh, shy about expressing 
you know, his views on, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and, and similar things that get uh, Trump really fired up. So we now we saw it as more as a less of an opportunity and more of a responsibility um, because he had done that speech. Um, I don't know if, if everyone's aware, but he, he launched a speech. Uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, like two days before the six shows. And I don't believe that you should say, sacrifice, do things by the book, and then have to take care of some deadbeat milk in the system, lazy-ass motherfucking man. Where he actually delivered his real opinions about uh, deadbeat dads and the KKK and transgender issues. So it was really hard to tell whether or not he was, you know, is this a ruse? Is this like just entertainment? And so it was really interesting. You started the piece with the protest outside of the Kid Rock concert. Can you tell me a little bit about why people were protesting? It was so much of it was, um, oh man, Stephen Henderson of the Detroit Free Press wrote a really great article titled, you know, why it's, why Kid Rock performing is a middle finger to the black community. Um, someone who has uh, appropriated the, the use of the Confederate flag um, and in, in past performances and um, sort of genre hops and, and says, you know, he has to go on his website and say, I love black people. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to straight up say it, which feels very Trump to me. Um, so people were upset that this is the person that they've elected as sort of the the icon um, and in, in a situation that was already sort of dividing um the, the racial and, and um, like poverty stricken communities here, they're courting, they were courting controversy with this, you know, it was a peaceful protest. Nothing happened. We missed um, some of the counter protesters by a few minutes. So we're thankful for that. But uh, it, I, it was odd for me to be a part of the protest and then loop back around and attend the very event we were protesting. I mean, you had been obviously to a ton of Kid Rock concerts, but did right. this, this experience change how, you interacted with kid rock bands or like under came to understand them? I was shocked in a new way. Mm-hmm. I saw probably 50 Confederate flags a day back in 2015. Um, everyone sort of was at, at, at this current stint at the little Caesars arena. Um, I was anticipating way more, like I thought they'd be all fired up, but it was actually very subdued. I saw maybe like five Confederate flags. Basically they didn't understand what, how anyone could possibly be protesting anything. Honestly, these are some of the most earnest people I've met. They were really nice people, just sort of misguided, some of them. Um, the one lady, one of my favorite quotes, and it, it's a, it's kind of terrible, um, but she had said, there's uh, black and white and right and wrong. And I don't think she quite understood how powerful that sentence was or what she was implying. And this is someone who told me very openly, yeah, I'd vote for Kid Rock for Senate, I'd vote for, you know, if he was president, you know? By the end, I kind of came to the conclusion like, okay, this is just, he's definitely not running. What do you, where are you on that front? My gut says no, but maybe not, maybe not this time around, but he could be gearing up for, you know, in a couple years, just like maybe this was like a trial run, but either way, like he's got voters. And there were 20,000 of them six nights a week. And it's, uh, it, it, it was an interesting journey, and I, I don't regret it. But um, I hope I never have to go to another Kid Rock show again. Thank you, Geraldine. Thank you, Anne. That's it for The Dispatch. Thanks so much for listening. 
We're here every Monday through Thursday. I'm Anne Derek Ayo. More stories tomorrow.